When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. And I meant to trade, I meant to switch Auburn, the Auburn helmet, the A&M helmet during the break. But um, we'll get to that next segment. Mm. I have the Tito's Vodka. If you want to watch the show, it's on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. Um... I've got the Tito's Vodka helmet, the Georgia helmet, Auburn for some reason, and Kentucky. Three of the four deserve to be up here, although Auburn played good football. But A&M's got to be up here. Yeah, agreed. You know, I can't put Mississippi State up here right now. I don't have an Ole Miss helmet because I gave another one away um, when I was at the Golden Moon. On I, So I, here's, here's what I took to the Golden Moon um, on for Thursday show. I took Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Tito's, and the Saints. And the Saints can't come back up either. Um, Because they've decided to forget how to play offense. Bad Saints. (laughs) Bad Saints. Like last week, bad Kiffin. Yeah. Bad Lane. Now, this week, he's, you know, I got Ole Miss media tweeting about he and John Sokoloff having a, a moment after the game. It's amazing. When you win, it's all fun and games. When you lose, you get, you know, Kind of moody, bratty lane, and but right now it's it's just it's delicious, isn't it? Your breakfast, your coffee, yeah, everything smells good. I mean, you could walk by a, a big old thing of cow dung, and you'd be as an Ole Miss fan today, and you're like, man, this is great, doing just fine, you know, doing just fine. You could find a skunk under your car. It, well, it maybe a little, I may be going a little overboard. <laughs> Let me think about that. 105.9 The Zone ESPN brought to you by FS1 Concepts, the leader in supplying equipment to restaurants, hotels, offices, hunting camps. Hey, I'm talking about uh, refrigerators, um, cooking equipment, ice machines, concessions, you know, JUCO, high school, colleges, Restaurants, bars, hotels, offices, fs1concepts.com. Guess where they're located? Pearl. They're local. And a lot of the restaurants you've been in and hotels, and they do it for hunting camps because a lot of you guys want the industrial size refrigerators, right? And refrigeration and cooking equipment and these big boy ice machines that I'm looking at. And all this concessions and food service stuff. So, 
Oh, look at that beverage and bar stuff. I may have to get that. That looks awesome. FS1 Concepts. FS1 Concepts in Pearl. And they're local. FS1Concepts.com. Okay. Now, the Stellar Artois caller line is 601-707-3750. Twitter handle at Bowbounds. And your Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. Um, that's what we're going to do. Look what Tucker just texted us. What, picture, uh, what, did I te- what did I ask you during the break? He said, we're going to start making some funny graphics. Yes. And the first one should be, start Mike right. Yeah. Yeah, so... Tucker just texted us and said maybe the, the sign should say start Mike Wright. Uh, well, I don't know if he should start. He should play more. Right? So I think it was Jason and I talked during the break, and I said we're making a graphic for the show that says play Mike Wright. I don't and know, 10 or 12 snaps a game, maybe 15? Now, yeah. on Saturday against Western Michigan, I mean, unless you just – I mean, if you lose to Western Michigan, it's – Turn out the lights because their offensive and defensive scoring efficiency is horrendous. I was looking at that yesterday. Wow. Woo. Um, they're bad. I, I mean, they're 100 plus in both. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad, have, like, the main reason I'm glad Ole Miss beat LSU is because if we had lost and I saw that Georgia Tech lost to, like, got some. 50 points put on them by Bowling Green. Nice. And so I could not... It's pretty strong I could, there, buddy. I could not bear it if I came in and you were like, now your biggest win is against a team who just lost to Bowling Green. Oh, and, well, let, uh, let's pull that up. And then I would be um, very sad. And But instead, it's not a meltdown Monday on the Rebel side. So I oh, my God. Georgia Tech did lose to Bowling Green. Yes. They put up, what, wasn't it half 100? 38 points. Oh, 38. Okay. Not, oh, my goodness. Not as bad as I thought. I thought it was like 51. <laughs> Man, Bowling Green beat Georgia Tech. Yikes. Put 21 on them in the third quarter. Hello, hello. Georgia Tech rushed for a whopping 69 yards. All right, anyway, that's enough of that. <laughs> 105.9 The Zone ESPN brought to you by RPT and Rick's Pro Truck. I want to go over my SEC power rankings again. Let me go back to that, okay? All right, so... A lot of you were like, oh, you know, Bama, blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. Georgia, Bama, A&M, Kentucky. You can make an argument for Ole Miss. And you can make an argument for Auburn. Mm. No, you could Auburn over Tennessee? Or, I mean, I'm not, but South Carolina is coached so poorly on the offensive side of the football, it should be illegal. <laughs> it's like Vanderbilt. I, mean, oh, I like yeah. Shane well, Beamer, but he's determined to not hire a good OC. And I'm not surprised. Most coaches, most coaches. See, that's one thing about Lane. You know, Lane does a bunch of stuff that infuriates Ole Miss fans, but he does a bunch of stuff that they love. Let me tell you what Lane's good at. And you know what? Lane was terrible early in his career. Lane's good at staffing. See, when people talk yes. about Zach Garnett, yeah. they need to be careful. Lane 
was a head coach. Let's take out the Raiders. That's not fair. I'm not beating up on him on that. He shouldn't have been hired at 31 or 32 years old. Okay? Pretty insane. <laughs> All right. But Lane had a lot to learn at Tennessee and Southern Cal. And, and then he went to Florida Atlantic, and he learned even more about what he wanted, who he wanted to be, what he wanted to do, how he wanted to get there, like all of us. And, and look what's happened. He's turned into a good head coach. Now, he's always been a... I mean, he's a dude as an offensive play caller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, always. But he's staffing as far as the hires that he's made, special teams coordinator, things like that. Now with Pete Golding, you know, was the Ole Miss defense good on on Saturday? No, but when they needed it, when you had to have it, Pete Golding gave you a couple stops and Lane took advantage of it. And Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly and his two, now Brian doesn't call plays, um, but his two coordinators are not as good as Lane Kiffin and Pete Golding. And that kind of was probably the best recruiting tool of the night was, you know, now Pete Golding can say, look, if we just have a couple more players on defense, yeah, get way more stops. Yeah, go get a couple of guys on in the portal, hopefully. Hope, please, please. <laughs> I don't know, man. The portal's getting squeezed because the big boys are now in it. But maybe, you know, if you can go get a, you're right, if you can go get an edge rusher. And maybe one more guy, Jason, on the back end. Yeah, or just like a, a really strong... Safe, uh, well, actually, you want corners. I mean, right? They're yes. so valuable. Yeah. So, let me let, don't let me go to safety first. If you go get an edge rusher in a corner, then we're talking about something. But you're going to win this weekend. You got Vandy at home. You look better than Mississippi State. A&M and Auburn will be interesting games for Ole Miss. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Dave Bartu at 930. Switch it up on the set. I now have the Texas A&M helmet up here. Um, can A&M actually do it this year? I know we're all just real hesitant to A&M and Texas playing the way they are. And, and by the way, we got Oklahoma and Texas this weekend. And Bama and A&M. Think about the state of Texas college football this weekend. You have Oklahoma and Texas in the Cotton Bowl. You have Bama at A&M. 
And and A&M's been giving them problems. They really have. So this could be, Texas might burn to the ground this weekend. I mean, I mean, look, they're, they're, they will and always will be Cowboys driven. And, but, you know, it's, it, it is a big enough state to handle this and, and really get in. And Bama at A&M is Bama by, what am I looking at here? Minus two and a half. Ooh. Do you, do you see it being a dogfight? You see it being like a like a high scoring, or do you think it's going to be a defensive battle? Because I could see it being. I think a it's going to be a battle. defensive battle. Yeah. When you look at the way the teams are constructed, Milrose still can't see down the field uh, and find the open receiver. So, uh, I mean, unless he's playing Mississippi State secondary, but. Uh, yeah, defensive battle. Smash mouth, physical, A&M's D-line. Man, they're a problem. <laughs> Yay. Um, Max Johnson can play. Uh, he's the better. Yeah, he is. Mil- Milrow, uh, more dynamic on the ground. You get that. I mean, y'all saw the run on Saturday night. He did He did some things against Ole Miss. He did some things against Texas. Um, but Max Johnson's athletic, and he can throw it, so... But yeah, no, I expect a smash mouth, physical, really, really good, you know, one of those epic SEC games. Yeah. Man, don't you think? If- and, and A&M could give Milrow. You know, Ole Miss couldn't, and, and uh, Mississippi State. Uh, Ole Miss gave him a little bit. Mississippi State actually gave him more as far as in the backfield um, looks and, and so on. But A&M could really give Milrow some issues. Wow, so do you? So they automatically catapult to number one in the West if they beat Bama, right? Well, yeah, because their losses to Miami, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it matters in the college football playoff. But if we're talking about the West, which is what we are, dude, if A and M wins, I mean, that yeah, they're. I mean, I don't know if they're quite in the catbird seat because there's a lot of football to be played. Oh, yeah, but yeah. dude. This is a more than winnable game for A&M. And I can't wait. I mean, we, we got Oklahoma and Texas at 11 a.m. It's the Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary game. They're both undefeated. Texas is a five-point favorite. And then we got Alabama at A&M. Now, I'll be at the big Mississippi State-Western Michigan game. I know y'all will all be dialed into that. So will the country and the nation. Um, so yeah, I'll be at the, I'll be, you know, I mean, it's, it's not the Ole Miss Arkansas game. I'm kidding. (laughs) Obviously that's the bigger game and that, that'll be packed. There won't be anybody at the state, uh, Western Michigan game. Uh, you know, when you lose and, and you're not fun and, and, and it's a, it's against a low level opponent. Um, there'll be 25 to, and it's an 11, eight. This is not a good mixture. You haven't played well, (laughs) as well as you wanted. Um, I mean, you, be, you you got a good win against Arizona, but and you had a chance against South Carolina, but you just good hell. Your defensive secondary is awful, and uh, <laughs> so. But I told this is bad to say because I, I love Starkville and Oxford doing crazy business, but on weekends like this when you can move around, it's not bad. 
Not at all. Because Bama and LSU in Starkville was packed, just like last week in Oxford, LSU was packed, and this week with Ole Miss winning. Now, they would have taken a hit. Not as big, because it's still Arkansas. But with them winning, that thing will be nuts at 6.30 on SEC Network. God, things already moving. Man. I knew it. It's at 11 points. It'll be at 11 and a half before you know it. So Ole Miss is one point away from being a two-touchdown favorite. That thing's wow. moving. Wow. <laughs> and, and that's early money coming in. So watch that. And it's, all, it's at 62 and a half over under. Watch that number two. Because I, I didn't know up? if I got it too late. Mm. I waited, and that's not what I should have done. And I didn't get to get the over-under on Ole Miss and LSU at 65 and a half. And I think I got it at 67 and a half. Well, damn, that didn't matter, did it? It could have been 80. Side score over 100 points. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. I, I still can't, like, I was so worried that even when LSU had a chance to score at the end, if Ole Miss scores 55 points and loses this game, that would, that would be... Yeah, yeah it, would have, oh. it would have been a tough, tough oh, meltdown. Man. Yeah, but you won. <laughs> yes, yeah. And that's all that can... I mean, you won, you're moving on, you should win this weekend, and then you got a little, you know, you got some momentum. Um, and then you take a week off, and then it gets real. You see who you play? Yeah. Your Auburn. former your former coach. And he plays because of love. Yeah, he's not a... Uh, I mean, he's got passion. And if you can't hear it in this, then I don't know what you can hear it in. I believe in Auburn and love it. War Eagle. Wow. I just got chills. A little shiver there. Felt a, a cold wind. A little shimmy shake. <laughs> you know? Like uh, Steph. When he when he knocks down three a, ball? a thirty four foot th- uh, three, um, from you know a mile out of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, by the way, your Auburn Tigers with Hugh Freeze, they are taking off this weekend. So you get yours next. They'll get a physical game against LSU, and then y'all will play. So you see where I'm going there? I think I like that for the Rebs. Yeah. I- so they Auburn gets to heal up a little bit this weekend. 14 days off. Then they're going to play at LSU. You're going to have a week off, 14 days off. And then you go down to Auburn. Oh, I don't like playing there, man. <laughs> I do not Well, we're like... getting ahead of ourselves. Let's, yeah. let's stay yeah, with this week. Of course. Of course. So, so the, the game in state is Ole Miss, Arkansas. But the, the big games nationally are Texas and Oklahoma who are undefeated. And Bama at A and M. You talking about a steel cage death match, right? Barbed wire, the whole thing. I mean, this is going to be physical, nasty. Neither coach likes each other. Remember Jimbo threw the fit a year or so ago. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been like a year and a half. Though. Yeah, it was last May. Not not this past, the May before. He went crazy, lost his mind, and so here we go. Say and Bama, Milrow could be in trouble in 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 that stadium. Hundred and five thousand crazy people. Goodness gracious.
All right, Dave Bartu's coming up next. Talking about crazy. He was 90 to nothing <laughs> yesterday when we were talking. Uh, the show is brought to you by Rick's Pro Truck, RPT, and Glugstaff. Uh, Casey and his Notre Dame Fighting Irish got lucky against Duke. I'm just telling you, Leonard can play. Duke's quarterback? That's what Mississippi State's going to have to go get, something like that. Part two next. And the Out of Bounds show is driven by your next Nissan Pathfinder. All new body style. A Canon Nissan in Jackson. Nissan Pathfinder. Canon Nissan in Jackson. And the Nissan Rogue is their crossover. Great gas mileage. Canon Nissan in Jackson. Pre-owned in new vehicles. Good morning. Welcome in. Uh, it's been a fun show. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Um, we've recapped Ole Miss and a big, big win over LSU. 55-49, over 1,300 yards of total offense. It's insane. And, um, hey, Lane and Pete Golding pull it out in the end. LSU reeling a little bit. That is a bad, bad defensive and bad defensive secondary. Now, their D-line coach took a leave of absence, Jason, right before the season. That's not good, is it, uh, for LSU? And they went and tapped Pete Jenkins yesterday, legendary coach who's wor- worked under Saban and many others as kind of a analyst or whatever. Uh, so he'll come in and work with the D-line. Um, we actually thought they were pretty good. We know the secondary's not. Something to keep an eye on. We talked Mississippi State and Bama, but we've got national championship stuff to discuss with our next guest, Dave Bartu. Uh, Matrix Analytical, college football's top analytics firm for staffing and recruiting. And he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. It's a little bit weird of an SEC this year. Still some time for those teams to move up, maybe a little. According to Bartu, you're kind of done after last week, maybe this week. So we welcome in Bartu. Uh, how are you, buddy? You drinking moonshine? Dude, I'd be doing better, but my mom hasn't brought my coffee yet this morning. Uh, so I'm struggling here downstairs. Dude. But uh, it's it's cool. No, actually, first, uh, it's the first Sunday uh, I've been home uh, this month. So it, it was actually kind of fun to sit down and go through uh, college football numbers. Now that we're through five weeks, um, we're getting pretty close to yar who yar, right? I mean, we're halfway through. That's usually the line in the sand when uh, when my data partner Adam and myself start really talking about um, who everybody is on offense and defense. But we're through five weeks, um, and you know, I, I was texting back and forth with you yesterday about this, uh, and, and that's what kind of our topic is here. I through five weeks right now. There ain't no national t- title contender in the SEC. Okay, so I, tell everybody where you like for for them for the national title contenders to be as far as offensive scoring efficiency and defensive, and then oh, okay. total. Okay, oh, okay. So, so one of the first fir- first things first, right? Is we all know that top ten high school recruiting wins national titles, right? I mean, twenty two of the last twenty three national title winners. Previous four years, they were top 10 in high school recruiting, period. 
All right. So that's your LSUs, that's your Georgias, your Alabamas, and so forth. All right. So those are the teams that I'm focusing on, those that are, are recruiting at the highest level. We may not get that this year because half of them aren't, aren't up near the top. Now, what I'm looking for in offense and defensive scoring efficiency, now this is the way I calculate it, um, at least for the basics. Uh, when I'm talking national numbers, it is simply expected points per snap. That's it. Right, that that's that's the the simplest scoring efficiency is when that ball is snapped. How many points do you normally score on offense? And then on defense, scoring efficiency, exact same calculation because it means the exact same amount on the scoreboard is scoring efficiency on defense. And in the last 23 years, just using those calculations, in the last 23 years, the national champion finishes in the top three nationally regular season of offensive and or defensive scoring efficiency. All right, so top three, not top five, not top ten. To win a national title, it's super elite recruiting, and it's super elite performance. And right now, there's you look on the offensive scoring efficiency side of things, look, there's a bunch of SEC teams in the top 25 on offense and on defense. There's only one team in the top 15 in offensive scoring efficiency. Kentucky. There's only one team in the top 15. Is there one team? There are no teams in the SEC in the top 15 of scoring efficiency defense. None. So you you got good teams. You know, Bama's 15th on defense, and you know they're 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 30th on offense, and those are nice numbers. You know, LSU's 16th on offense, 118th on defense. Oh you know, one of, those, one of those numbers is nice. One of those numbers is the worst in Power 5. You know, but, you, you know, Georgia, you know, everybody's up Alabama's butt about, oh, they don't, they don't have an offense. Um, guess whose offensive scoring efficiency is better than Georgia's? Alabama's. And guess whose defensive scoring efficiency is better than Georgia's? Alabama's. But, oh, Alabama's lost their fastball. They suck this year. Like, you know, you know who's lost their fastball this year? Whole damn SEC. How's that? Yeah. There, is, there is no elite performer. There's elite recruiters everywhere. We know that. But the only elite performers so far aren't even in the SEC yet. Oklahoma and Texas, both of them are top 15 offense and defense right now. Now, I'll give you. They they ain't playing no top twenty five recruiters, okay? Except, except Texas. Except Texas played Alabama, and, and they're going to play each other, right? And that game doesn't mean anything this weekend. It means zero, nothing. Win or lose, it is a zero sum game. The game that matters is down the road for those two. But back to the SEC, I'm just looking at these numbers, and yes, teams can move, right? I'm not saying teams can't move, but we're getting to the point where once you start hitting week five, week six, 70, 75% of the teams are going to finish within 10% of their current scoring efficiency. They're not going to move that much, you know. Uh, TCU last year was an anomaly. You know, after week six, they're 79th in offense. They finish top 15. That's a massive move. You don't see that very much. So I'm kind of saying this with a grain of salt, that there's no national title contenders in the SEC right now, as of right now on paper. I would bet none of these teams if they were to be in the playoffs because none of them have really elite anything. That can change, but, man, it better start happening right now. But until it does change, I don't see a national title contender in the SEC this year. 
Damn, Dave Bartu on the Out of Bounds show. Uh, Matrix Analytical, college football's top analytics firm for staffing and recruiting. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, this interview is brought to you by an ice-cold bush light. Throw some burgers on the grill tonight for Monday Night Football. All right, Bartu. So, you have Ohio State and Michigan and Texas and Oregon. Those are the teams with the numbers you like the best. Uh, in Oklahoma. Right, in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. Okay. Right? I don't like all Oklahoma staffing. All right? But in Oregon, sta- in Oregon staffing, I'm not too high on either. Um, but it's, the Oregon staff is very, very young. Uh, so it's really hard to get a beat on those guys. But when you look at, remember what I just said, your top three performers right now. So on defense, one, two, three, defensive scoring efficiency, Michigan, Ohio State, UCLA. Now we're going to throw out UCLA. That's not a real title contender. Um, because their staffing isn't very good and their recruiting is in the 30s, right? So they're, they're not going to last. So um, to me, Michigan and Ohio State, uh, those, are, those are two of your top teams right now. You've got to be focused on. The question is, can Ohio State find the offense? they got the defense right now. I mean, second in the country. They're playing really good defense. Uh, Oklahoma is fifth. You know, they ain't played nobody. God, you know, how many times do people have to say that? I know they don't play nobody because it's college football. Nobody plays nobody. The talent disparity is huge. At the end of the season, you look at every top 25 team, and, man, they had like three tough games the whole season. God, we've been saying that for 25 years. Stop it already. Uh, Texas, top 10 in defense. Oregon, right on the edge, number 10 uh, in defense as well. So those are going to move up and down, but I'm really liking where Michigan uh, and Ohio State are right now. Now you flip the script over to the other side on the offensive side, and it's like, jeez, uh, man, um, USC. But I mean, their defense is in the fifties. Okay, you know um, that's been that's been like Riley's Grinch, Bain Grinch. Yeah, it's it's just the defense. So all, all of Riley's defenses. I mean, this is technically it's the best defense he's had, scoring efficiency wise so far, but. Um, I think Grinch has popped out four uh, defensive efficiency numbers in barely in the top 100 in the last in the last seven years. So you know USC, I don't think the defense is going to be there. Washington, number two on offense, Michael Penix is special. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's carrying the team defensively. They're okay, but you're still talking not even a top 25 recruiter. So I don't think they get get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami, number three in offense. Top 15 recruiter, right? Uh, they have an awesome offense and defensive coordinator pairing. Uh, so, you know, Miami's kind of an interesting one, but still not a top 10 recruiter. Oklahoma number four on offense. They're hanging in right there. But, again, don't trust this team in, in Oregon number six. They have the talent as well. And then after that, there's there's nothing. Uh, you know, there, there's not another. You go all the way down to LSU at number 16 in offensive scoring efficiency to find another top 10 recruiter that's even sniffing the top five of offensive scoring efficiencies. So, so, but, but LSU has the worst defensive scoring efficiency team in power five. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. It's not even, you know, what's funny is, is uh, look at at the, you want to, you want to giggle at LSU's expense. This is, this is going to crack you up. Uh, How about, how about the, how about the top, how about the three teams ranked, three spots above them in defensive scoring efficiency and the three teams ranked three spots below them. You Give want to it giggle? to me. 
give it okay. Three spots above LSU: Stanford, Charlotte, and Navy. <laughs> okay, and then and then the here and the only teams worse: Boise State, Temple, Buffalo. And then you San Jose State, Kent State, Arkansas State, Ar- Butch Jones one 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 good weekend. Butch Jones is gonna get him. <laughs> oh man! Oh my gosh! Um, wow! It's you know misery loves company. So yeah. um no, it, it is well. And I told you on the show. Remember preseason? Everybody, there was a lot of people. Not everybody. Sorry, a lot of people were really talking up LSU national title, and I get it. You know, they were they were top 25 in total team scoring efficiency last year. Solid, right? They're a top 10 recruiter. No question. They're always going to be a top 10 recruiter. Dude, me, Mickey Mouse, and Goofy can get top 10 classes there. LSU's awesome True. at recruiting. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, head coach, I love Brian Kelly, offensive coordinator. I really like Denbrock, four-star offensive coordinator. But what did we say? Madhouse. We said the defensive coordinator is a three-star defensive coordinator. They're going to lose games on defense. Their best coach was their D-line coach. He left to the, go to the NFL, and then they made the decision of getting a two-and-a-half-star guy from South Carolina who ended up taking a leave of absence. So, I mean, look, the defensive struggles now, the amount of defensive struggles are a surprise, right, just from the sheer talent. LSU can just show up and just every once in a while they're going to pop a good defensive game just on sheer talent alone. But the coaching staff said before the season even started that this is going to be a problem. I would have never expected it to be here at all, uh, but yet again, here we are. Day bar two, matrix analytical, running through the offensive and defensive scoring efficiency numbers as we get close to, to you know the midway point and as he said uh usually you kind of are where what you are here in the next either last week or this week okay we got some big games this weekend bartu Mm. and Mm. i want to start with uh bama at texas a&m and this may be too early we usually bring you on later in the week but i wanted to do what we just did it's only a two and a half point spread bama's the favorite all right, no, it's not too early. My mom just brought me my coffee, so I'm good to go now. Boom. I'm good to go. Um, no, I'm excited about this football game because, look, A&M, I know y'all don't like A&M a whole lot, but I cannot believe they're not in the top 25. I can't believe it. I, I, you know, you, you look at there are eight teams in college football right now that have a top 25 scoring efficiency offense and a top 25 scoring efficiency defense. Eight. Seven of them are in the top 25. Easily. The only one, A&M. So, I, I honestly can't believe... Hold LSU on, let me stop there. you. Can, yeah. I think it's comical that A&M yeah. is not in the top 25. They have one loss on the road at Miami. Uh-huh. And LSU has two losses, and they're still in the top 25. Oh, yeah. It's, so, if, 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 I had my, if I had the ability to make some switches, not, not that the top 25 matters. No. I mean, it has no, it has no impact on the playoffs. Right. Right. It's just water cooler talk. It's just for shows like, you know, you and me BSing about the top 25. Right. But if I had my brothers, uh, what I would switch out, I would easily switch out LSU for A&M. A&M right now. Uh, now, I know they got a. You mean A&M for LSU? There. Yeah. A&M for LSU. Got A&M it. right now is 21st in offensive scoring efficiency. So Petrino's doing his job. Uh, Durkin, 24th in defensive scoring efficiency. Solid. Damn. 
I mean, right, right there. Alabama's 16th in defense. So you got, you got, you got pretty even offense and defense right there. And then, like I said, A&M, 21st on offense. Alabama offense is 30th. Dude, these are the same teams. They're both top 10 recruits. Where's this game at? A&M? Yeah. Do I get points? You get two and a half. I've taken them. Damn it. Shit never bet against Saban, but, man, I love this football game. On paper, <laughs> right? I mean, a Team A versus Team B, you got two top 30 offenses, two top 30 defenses. Neither one are elite except at recruiting. Um, both need a win here pretty pretty bad. Um, if you are University of Texas, you are double rooting for Alabama because you want Alabama to win out. Um, but I'm fascinated with this football game uh, because I, I just think these teams have played really, really even football up to this point. Hey, are you expecting um, the over-under is 49? Uh, am I going to mess with that? No, I'm not going to mess with that because the A&M defensive number year-to-date is better than the Alabama offensive number, and the Alabama defensive scoring efficiency number is better than the A&M offensive number. So I would lean under the 49 uh, in that game just because I think it's just going to be a slight bit more defensive slanted in, in, in the football game. Love it. Bar two on the Out of Bounds show. Matrix analytical, number one in staffing, and number one firm. When it comes to college football staffing and recruiting, among other things, he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. All right, let's go to the other game that Bartu was raving about as far as where Oklahoma and Texas are right now. And uh, it's kind of a neutral field in Dallas, Cotton Bowl. Uh, it's an 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. game here. Um, yep. Now, the line is t- – holy smokes. It's moved since we've been on. All right, so the line is Texas minus six. Yeah. What did it open at? What's it move? Five and a half. Oh, money coming down. Was it five? I, I can't remember if it was five or five and a half. I I don't know what I mean, dude. You got you got. Two. We look at Vegas Insider, Jason. See what it opened at. Yeah, I'm. Not, look, this is you want. This is easily the best game of the week on paper, right? I mean, top five, top top ten offenses, top ten defenses. I mean, this is as good as it gets, and this game means nothing. This game means nothing. You know, I thought I thought, you know, I was I was looking at it yesterday. I'm like, wow, this is gonna be for a playoff spot. No, it's not. It absolutely is not gonna be for a playoff spot if these teams went out. If Texas wins or Oklahoma wins, and then both of them went out to go to the Big Twelve championship game, it's gonna be the winner of the Big Twelve championship game. That's what matters. So Texas can lose this, bounce back and beat Oklahoma in the in the Big Twelve title game, Texas is going. Oklahoma can do the same thing. They can lose this game. They can win out. They can beat Texas in the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma's going to go. So as awesome as this game is on paper, as awesome as it appears to be uh, in terms of what's on the line, th- there's the only thing I'd say that's on the line right now is bragging rights. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is what's beautiful with this, okay, because is there anything greater than the taste of your opponent's tears? Nothing no. in college football, right? There's nothing. There's there, there's nothing. Jason's better. been running his mouth all morning about his old Miss Rebels. Oh, dude, party in the sip, baby. Party in the sip. Um, <laughs> you owe me twenty bucks, Jason. Um, <laughs> Whoa. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, but this game is about bragging rights. But imagine, imagine though. 
I mean, if you're a college football fan, this is what I'm rooting for. I don't care who wins or loses. Chaos. I no, I, I want Texas or Oklahoma. One of them being undefeated, twelve and zero. One of them is eleven and one, and the loser gets a gets a gets a set of steak knives. That's it, right? <laughs> I mean, because look, Oklahoma and Texas—they are never in the rest of. If if you're a fan of Oklahoma or Texas, the rest of your life there is never going to be an easier football schedule than than this year. That's right. Never. Big twelve. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you're going to go to the Big 12 championship game, and the winner's going to go to the playoffs, and the loser is going to have a lifetime of regret because you are never getting this opportunity again. I mean, this is this is you know this is and the problem here here's one of your problems with with the expansion of the playoffs. If that championship game happens with 12 team playoff, it doesn't mean jack squat. There's nothing there. There's no pain. Everybody's going to the playoffs. Everybody's happy. Except this year, right? And that lose that loser of that Big Twelve title game ain't going to the playoffs, and is going to have a lifetime of regret missing out on that opportunity. I'm looking forward to it. All right, bar two, one more. Looking forward to the pain. Yeah. K- Kentucky at Georgia. Um, it's fourteen and a half. Georgia. Oh, geez. Uh, I'll 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 take Kentucky. I'll take the points. I'll take the points. You know, Georgia again. What did I just highlight? You know, Georgia. Alabama and Georgia are basically the same team right now. They they both have defenses uh, that are ranked in my numbers in the mid-teens. They both have offenses by my numbers uh, that are fringe top 25. Uh, they're, they're basically the same team right now. And you know who leads the SEC in scoring efficiency on offense and on defense? Kentucky. Kentucky is number one in the SEC in scoring efficiency on offense number one in scoring efficiency on defense. They'll slow this game down. I have no problem taking Kentucky plus 14 and a half in this football game. Wow. Can you imagine if Kentucky covers? Oh, God. You know you know who the worst fan in the, in the world in college football is? is? Is the fan of the team who hasn't won in a while or the team who's winning, right? Everybody's like, who has the worst fan base? Whoever's undefeated, that's the worst fan base, mm-hmm. right? And if you're a Kentucky fan and you get the opportunity, dude, storm the field, run it up. You never know when you're going to be back. Just take it all in when you're good because you never know how long it's going to be when you're bad. Yeah. All right. Um, awesome football game, though, man. Yeah, Kentucky, Georgia, all those. Those are tight, tight, tight matchups. Looking forward to all of them. And then you got one of your guys, Notre Dame at Louisville. Brom told you they were going to be top 25 this year. You know, you've been talking about Brom for 10 years on this show. Yeah. And and the timing's great because remember we did the article with CBS sports. We had the first team all had, you know, the the top 10 head coaches in college football. And man, I caught a lot of flack for that bottom end, like Brom, uh, Hugh freeze. God, they almost beat Georgia last weekend, you know? So now it's uh, I'm I'm excited for uh, for Brom and I think they have the number nine scoring efficiency offense in college football right now. Damn. But not only is he a good head coach, he is a really good play caller. Uh, no, the 22nd, they're right there with A&M, Fresno State, uh, and Notre Dame. So Notre Dame and Louisville, this is this is almost the same team uh, on paper right now. Notre Dame, obviously the better talent, mm-hmm. and a little bit better defense. But is the game in Louisville? It is. Gorgeous. <laughs> I love it. He got up early, hung out with the State Bar 2, uh, Matrix Analytical, 
joining us on the on the show in the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. All right, thanks, brother. Be good. <laughs> Love y'all. Thanks See you, man. Uh, Matrix Analytical, top analytics firm, staffing and recruiting, among other things. Bar two on the show. Uh, let's go lunch today. Brought to you by Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt. And their smoked meats and their blue plates and their sandwiches. Fleetway Market, Market Cafe, Gluckstadt, Mississippi. Fresh smoked meats and blue plates. We'll see you tomorrow. Hit Apple Podcasts. Search Out of Bounds with Bo Bell. 